Welcome back, everyone, to the CFC 365 podcast. I said we'd likely be back after Christmas, and we are. It's 2023. Hopefully, you guys had a really, really good New Year's. And, uh, yeah, it's not a great time to be a Chelsea fan right now. Um, it's actually a really, really bad time to be a Chelsea fan. We're 10th in the table, possibly 11th, I believe, after tonight. Um, saw someone say that earlier. But, yeah, it's one of the worst seasons we've had since 2015-16, to be honest. Um, I saw a stat which said that we're currently on, sort of our points per game is is currently on sort of the level to match that at the end of the season. But hopefully we can we can get a bit better. But to discuss things a little bit more about the transfer market, what's going on behind the scenes, and just, um, yeah, Graham Potter, really. Uh, we have got Nathan Gissing on, Chelsea Insider. Everyone knows him. CFC News page on Instagram, Nathan underscore Gissing on Twitter. Nathan, so glad to have you back on. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm looking forward to speaking for the second time on your podcast. Yeah, I think the last time was back in October, so it's been a little while. Yeah. Um, but we're—I mean, we've got so much to talk about. It just feels like you—you you never know what's going to happen next with Chelsea, and it's just been an, an insane season. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll start off then with sort of Graham Potter's run of results, I suppose. Um, obviously, there's been quite a lot of sources saying, you know, like he's hundred percent being backed, but like, it, uh, and for me personally, just from my personal point of view, like the amount of injuries we've got, yeah, he's not been perfect, but it just seems like we've got to go through this bad period, almost like, you know, Arsenal did with Mikel Arteta, just kind of, you know, you, you hear the whole trust the process bit, but, you know, is there a cutoff limit that the owners, you know, uh, are, are looking at from your knowledge or are they fully behind him no matter, no matter what? You know, I, I, even I said, like, I'd imagine, like, even if we did suck him, like, what manager would want to come in? Because you've you've from from Bowley's point of view, you've got you've hired him, you 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 paid a massive payout, but not only you did that, you also got Kyle McCauley and then you got Paul Wynn Stanley from the board who's from Brighton. So yeah, what what's going on with, with Graham Potter at the moment? Exactly. You made some good points there. Um they plan to stick with him for the long term. Like you said, they've given him a, a huge, huge fee, um a long term contract, so he's here for the long run. Well, that's the plan anyway. Obviously, results are going to be a massive factor in that. But for now, they, they're, they're planning to stick with Graham Potter. Um, they see him as a good good person on, well, for the future, hopefully on and off the pitch, a good communicator. Um, and yeah, the, the whole plan is to develop young players and they see Graham Potter as the right man. But obviously, you know, results at the end of the day, results have to be taken into account. And you know, if Chelsea come the end of the season uh, are struggling or haven't done well, then they'll probably have to consider something. But as he's been given a five-year contract, I feel they will they will give him at least eighteen months. That's my feeling. Um, but yeah, we will see. Yeah, obviously, you you might not know too much about this, but just from like your personal point of view, how do you think? Um, you know, the, the, the ownership will be coping lately with obviously the fans chanting Roman Abramovich's name and also Thomas Tuchel's name. For me, like, the one thing I worry about is just like fan pressure more than anything. Do you think they have the, the capacity and, and the, you know, sort of the the will to, to sort of ignore the fans as such and just kind of continue with their plan anyway? It's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I think my feeling is they'll probably stick with what they're they're doing already, um, but results have to be better. Chelsea need to start winning because you can say all these all these words, but the speaking is on the pitch. Um, you know, we have to see better results, of course. Um, but 
like I said, I think they're planning to stick with him for the long run, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, also, like, lately, there's been some stories of kind of internal issues with players. You know, what, what's the latest you've heard on the squad atmosphere? I can imagine it's not been very good, but, you know, the players' thoughts. We saw Graham Potter was speaking to, you know, Mateo Kovacic, Jorginho, Thiago Silva. We've seen Thiago Silva's wife put out some sort of cryptic messages on, on Twitter and also just, you know, complaining about things. So, what's the latest you've yeah. heard on sort of behind the scenes and all that? I can't imagine it's it's very good right now. No, it's... It's it's it feels like a it's just happened over a little period like it's just built up over time um, because when Tuchel was here the players got on well with Tuchel Tuchel felt everything was in place with the old regime they loved the staff top to bottom they just they felt everything was in place and then we've seen a massive clear out of all all the staff um, which I think has taken a massive uh, a hit on players because I was you know I was told. Um, when Tuchel was sacked, two to three weeks, it was it was silence at Cobham. It was the players, a handful of players, described it as you know a silence place. Um, so I think there was a lot of shock. Uh, no one saw Tuchel sacking come in, and then obviously you heard um, the physios leaving or the medical staff, um, scouts leaving. So it's 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 a it's a very new um, atmosphere to get used to. Um, so yeah, it's going to take time, and I think it's had a had an effect on a lot of players. Um, but yeah, we will see. We will see what happens. Um, but I think I think for sure um, it's definitely taken a hit on players, and because they love Tuchel, and I feel sorry for Potter as well, actually, because it's, he's coming. At, uh, you know, in September, had no preseason. Players like Tuchel, majority of them, not all of them, of course, because you can't keep a whole squad happy, right? Um, but yeah, results have to improve, of course. But we'll see. We'll see. Do you, Do you think there's, or do you know of any doubts within the squad in terms of like, because the the thing when I, well, the thing that I thought when Graham Potter took over, I was like, they've gone from Thomas Tuchel, who they won the Champions League with, you know winner has won trophies but even before Chelsea to yeah. a manager from Brighton and no matter how much the media or the ownership rate him it's like from a player's point of view you know most of these players have, have won more trophies than Graham Potter do you think there's like a there's like a doubt maybe in, in some players minds that you know like there was obviously that story from the mail which said that a few players don't really want to take his, his instructions you know so like is, is there still yeah. that player power aspect there because I mean some of the performances on the pitch few yeah. players not looking good you know no yeah I, I feel that I do feel that um it's it's hard to because the, the whole squad was shot when they saw two people sacked and Graham Potter comes in who with all due respect you know isn't as successful as Tuchel um and I think obviously you've got to see results right to trust the, the process and it hasn't been great. So I feel it's just a bit of a struggle at the moment for everyone. Um, but yeah, Chelsea needs to get results. Um, obviously, if not, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. And I, I, I see if you, I see players leaving. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss outgoings later on in the episode, but um, let's, let's move on quickly from, you know, for the, for the transfer side of the show. Um, latest on attackers yeah. then. I mean, Felix, 
amazing last night, gets a red card. Does that speed up for, for Marcus Taram as you exclusively revealed? Do you think we could even get another one or, or do you think it would just be one more? I think it would just be one more. Um, Taram, there, it was crazy because I put out a tweet on the, on the morning that um, his feeling was he wanted he wanted his, his stay until the summer. Um, they thought it was going to be difficult for him to leave in January. Um, and then I was told before the game that he changed his mind yesterday that he's looking for for a move in London. Um, I think Chelsea are, are the front runners. Um, it's the deal, they're advanced talks. Um, we will see what happens. Um, but also other London clubs want him. Uh, but I think, I believe Chelsea are the front runners. Um, I think that one will be the only attack and signing that Chelsea will make from now, but you, you never know. You never know. Um, yeah. Hopefully I'll keep you updated on that. Yeah. Where, where has his name cropped up on? Because, I mean, I had some info that Christopher Vell quite liked his profile, but um, what's your sort of understanding on, on how they sort of, well, decided on Taram as the guy to go for, I guess, as well? I guess he had a, quite a positive World Cup because he made a few appearances off the bench and from my perspective, I thought he did all right when he came on. Um, so obviously, they maybe they took that into account, um, just like they did with Enzo Fernandez. Um, so yeah, I think his World Cup performances definitely played a massive part in them. And he's a free transfer in the summer. He's gonna if you get him now, he's gonna be quite cheap. So there's not that high risk involved if it doesn't work out. Um, so if you look at it like that from the outside, I think it looks quite a good deal uh, to do. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think he's be quite a good depth piece as well. Obviously, he plays off the left, plays up front. It'd be cheap. Well, what do you yeah. reckon the price will be? Do you, do you know rough rough price? I, I don't know uh, the exact price. Um, I see, I see, if you, I see rumors saying about ten million euros, but I, I don't know exactly. Um, if if I have anything, I'll, I'll say of course, but I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, and a question here from CFC. Alaytan, I believe he said. Nathan, do you know any other attacker on Chelsea's list aside from Taram? Obviously, we expect it to be Taram, but do you know any others that, that, that um, they've looked at? Yeah, no, they've they've had a look at a few. Um, I know they obviously in the summer. Obviously, there's going to be a few targets, a few striker targets for the summer. Uh, they like Victor Ossiman, um, Jonathan David, um, and yeah, them them kind of players. Uh, I know they've looked at. I know they've looked at Beto from Udinese. Um, Don't know who that nothing, is. But nothing, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No, nothing advanced on that on that point. Okay. But I know they've looked at him. Um, I think it'd be more more a thing for the summer though. But yeah, that's that's kind of that at this point. Um, but it's obviously a bit hard to to plan for the summer because I feel like it's just important to take one window at a time. Because you know things can change, of course. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of pretty much it. One attacker I I really hope we go for, and obviously it depends on his like whole sort of I, I don't know if it's a court situation, but I mean Ivan Tony for me would be would be the guy. Yes. I mean him him you know if we if we had Felix on a permanent, you had Nkunku, Tony to top off you know like a diamond. I think yeah. he'd be perfect. He's also, he's also another option for the summer, um, yeah. Ivan Tony. 
Fair enough. Um, so we've got another fan question from, I believe it's Rilf. Hopefully I've pronounced your name right, bro. Rilf2000 over on Twitter. He said, I'd love to know, Nathan, about outgoings more than anything. From what you know, have Chelsea already been shortlisting some potential sales this month slash summer? We need it to balance the books, right? Yes. Um, well, we, we, we know with Foley, he loves to do swap deals. We know he loves, he loves that kind of thing. Um, in the summer, they try with many swap deals. Um, Rafinha, they tried to do a swap deal on that. That was the kind of the first talks. Um, and then uh, Loftus-Cheek, they tried to include Loftus-Cheek in the Fafana deal. And then I spoke about, I revealed that they tried to include um, Hudson-Odoi and Timo Werner in a, team, in a Christopher and Kunku swap deal in the summer. So yeah, they're trying to get these players out, uh, these fringe players out. But it's, it's not easy, of course, because these, these players are on high wages. You know, they want to fight and stay at Chelsea because it's a big club, of course. And then some players don't really want to be make-way players, like Hudson-Odoi. Um, so I feel like Chelsea are paying the consequence of giving these players, these fringe players, high wages because it's in the, you know, it's a risk at the end of the day. Like every transfer is a risk, of course. But in the long term, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out and you want to offload a player, then it makes it very much more difficult to offload if they're on high wages. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can see a lot of a lot of players leaving in the summer. It's just from my point of view. I mean, for me, it's not rocket science. You've spent like three hundred to four hundred million. Like, you need not just these fringe players. You need a couple. I think of of big sales. Like, I'm thinking like I don't know, maybe Kai Havertz. I mean, he's he's been. For me, I think he's been very poor uh, in the Premier League throughout his time here. I know Graham Potter seems to like him, but like uh, for yeah. me, if I'm looking at the squad, like how are we gonna like? Where's the revenue coming from from our books? Like, yeah. like a majority of it is is through private player sales, right? So who do we sell? Like if you think Pulisic, he's not gonna get much. I mean, Ziyech not gonna get much for him. Thinking maybe Gallagher, Loftus Cheek. Yeah, who who else is yeah. there realistically to sell that? is of a decent price range. I mean, the only one I can really yeah. think of is, is Kai Havertz. Do you think the ownership will look for for like a like a big sale? To Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's a, it's, it's a weird one for me as a fan yeah. to kind of get, like, get behind, get my head around, like, how they're spending this much without player sales. And I know, obviously, they, they obviously do the incentivized contracts and they pay in installments, but that doesn't mm. matter. You still need player sales, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just it's just very difficult, especially January. It's it's never easy to get because obviously COVID's had a massive effect on, on clubs. Obviously it's it's not very much of an effect now, but you know, it's taken its toll a little bit on other clubs, um, which you know don't ever, obviously have as much revenue. Um but yeah, no, we'll see what happens in the summer. I can I can see a lot of players moving in the summer for sure. Uh the ones you just mentioned. Probably maybe Kepa, maybe Mendy even, yeah. maybe even Bettinelli. I can see a whole whole clear out. Um, Slonina, he's he's expected to stay in this January, and for the for the remainder of the campaign, he's expected to stay. Um, see what happens with Fafana. Maybe he will go on loan if we get to Ramen. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, we're going to move on to the midfield now. Probably one of the most um key areas we need to sort out for me should be one of the main yeah. priorities if not the priority so i know a lot of a lot of questions about enzo fernandez um 
you want to just go over what happened with that whole sort of situation from from your end first? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it was it was Tuesday. I was I think I was right. I wrote to you at the time. It was Tuesday during the Bournemouth game. I was informed about Chelsea sent a proposal to Enzo to Benfica for Enzo Fernandez. Uh, but it was I, re- I reported it was nowhere near the the 120 million release clause that um, Benfica insisted on. And later later on, it Fabrizio Romano kind of said the same thing. Uh, he said the price didn't he? So yeah, it was it was very difficult. Um, the only news I got was was what I tweeted at the time. Um, so yeah, it, there was a lot of conflicting reports about. Um, I think Chelsea. From the outside, it feels like Chelsea were didn't really know what to do in negotiations. They kind of went, "Oh, let's do this." Oh no, let's take a step back and do that. Um, it it felt very messy from the outside. Um, obviously, that's just me. That's my feeling, but yeah, it it doesn't it didn't look great from the outside. Um, but I don't think anything will happen now for Enzo. Um, from from play, uh, sources close to the player, they feel like yeah, it's it, I don't they don't think it will happen now. Um, obviously, Benfica are you know adamant on that that he'll be a player at Benfica from January. Um, but I think I believe there's you know a few talks in the background still, but I, I can't see anything. I really can't see anything now for Enzo. Maybe the summer, but yeah, I feel Chelsea kind of blew their chance there on it. Yeah, I think major problem with that is obviously their president, Rui Costa, very, very difficult to deal with. Yeah. Um, he's been very firm on his release clause or nothing stance. Um, you know, even mm. I was speaking to Argentinian sources, they were like, yeah, Rui Costa is the guy that, you know, Chelsea needs to convince. And it was just <laughs> like from the, from the outside as well, it just seemed like, you know, everything that I was reading here and it was just like, like what like what are we doing? Like, it was just crazy. Like Christopher Vivell, I believe, he was leading the negotiations, right? But you know, Bowley yeah. was obviously in the background. Um, yeah, it's, it's it didn't seem didn't seem like a very coordinated transfer that we was doing there. So, I mean, do you think we'll bring in a, a midfielder this window? Moises Caicedo, maybe. I mean, he's yeah, changing his maybe. agent in the I think mm. the eighteenth. They start. Do you think that's a deal that can happen? Chelsea ready to 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 put down a bid? Maybe. I think so. Um, I know they like. Um, Casado, of course, they like Lavia still. They're two quite high targets. Um, they like Kone from Britsy Mission Gladback. Um, but I don't. They feel they feel that's more possible for for the summer uh, for Kone to move from uh, Germany. Um, but we, you never know if, if Chelsea make a bit of whatever for whatever reason, then something could happen, right? But Casado and Lavia seem to be the two high targets at the moment. Um, I know they looked at um, Ruben Neves in the summer for um, Wolves. Um, so maybe, obviously, I don't think anything's going to happen in January with that, but maybe in the summer something could happen uh, with that. So maybe that could be one to keep an eye on. I haven't heard anything on much recently on Ruben Neves, but he was definitely one Chelsea looked at in the summer. So maybe Chelsea might explore that again. Um, but yeah, Casado and Lavia seem to be the... Uh, Two main ones at the moment, and McAllister's also on the list. But yeah, a little bit, little bit down. Very interesting that you didn't mention Declan Rice there, isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah, no, Declan Rice for the summer, for the summer. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not for January, um, of course. But like, no, I, no. either you know, not even just you, but other sources have reported that 
you know, Chelsea, like he's Declan Rice doesn't really seem to be the priority. We I mean, Matt Law said we're not even like even front runners. Like for me, it just seems like it was a move that, well, potentially is a move that's destined to happen. Yet seems to be that like we're going for so many other targets before him. It's just interesting, isn't it? Like I know, I know Chelsea made an inquiry for Declan Rice right at the beginning of the transfer window, uh, in the, the previous window, um, and they 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 literally said they think he's you know he's the main one. We we pretty much just want him. Um, that was right at the beginning of the window. So yeah, for me, he still feels like a, a main target for the summer, um, and I think it's possible, of course. But we will see. See what Graham Potter wants, I guess, as well. Yeah, um, and and obviously what the new hierarchy and uh, more like the recruitment team think. Um, obviously, we've got Joe Shields and uh, Lawrence Stewart coming in as well. So that'll be interesting to see how everyone works together. Um, but yeah, I mean, good information there on some of the targets and, and what could be happening. So let's move on to the right back, Nathan. I mean, what on earth yeah. is going on? Like for me, I was just convinced we were just going to get that uh, Josip Juranovic, get him cheap, get him straight in. I'm now starting to think yeah. like, unless there's things going on in the background that you can tell us. But from my point of view, somebody who's not privy to loads of information on this position. I mean, surely Potter yeah. doesn't trust him that much as Pion talking about like for me I mean we tried Chalaba right back he looked just as uncomfortable as for Laqueta last night I mean I love the guy but come on like I was I remember I actually I was tweeting out in Lampard season that his legs were gone he's still here under Graham Potter a few years later so <laughs> that, that literally says everything um do you think we'll get a a, a a right back this 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 window I mean what's your latest info on this yeah. and uh what one of the comments I think one of the uh comments said Who's like the top targets that Chelsea are looking at, if we're even looking at one, of course? Uh, there's nothing really concrete on that at the moment. Um, I know Chelsea made a few inquiries for uh, Jeremy Frimpong, but well, I don't think he's going to want to keep him to the summer. So that's, yeah, that's kind of that. Um, they like Pedro Porro. I know that's been in the media. Um, that's true, but there's nothing concrete on that at the minute. Uh Juranovic, I haven't really heard much on that. So it's, it's all a little bit quiet at the moment. Um, yeah, we we will see. Has there been any other names that have been linked? I can, um, that think of? Not, not really, man. I mean, I've even seen, like, I think Fabrizio tweeted, uh, there was a young, I think there's a guy called, like, Fres, Fresnader or something in, in, in Spain. He's a young right back. And I thought, well, maybe Chelsea would go after him. But there was, like, a whole list of clubs he named. And... I think Newcastle was one. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea weren't even in that tweet. So I was like, I oh, just, right. uh, I honestly thought this position would be like just Reese James, man. Like I know he's coming back, but he gets so many injuries. Like you almost get yeah. to the point now, like we have to get someone in, surely. But it doesn't seem to be something that's being urgently pursued, and that just really surprises me. Honestly, it really, really does. Yeah, um, the fact that January is also quite a difficult window, of course, because. No one really wants to sell their best players. Um, you know, it's, it's either crazy money or nothing. But, um, so I feel like Chelsea, that might be one that Chelsea look at more in the summer when they've got a bit more time and they could assess everything. Um, so, yeah, we will see. But on as of right now, there's nothing really concrete on anything with right-backs. Yeah, disappointing to you, honestly. Hopefully something happens in the next few days. Um, obviously, as we're recording this episode, it's what, half two on Friday, so I mean, got the weekend, got next week, see if anything happens, but 
I mean, yeah. yeah, just just wanted to ask you again, going back to the whole sort of recruitment side of things. What do you think will happen in the summer? Do you think in terms of, I mean, I've, I'm pretty sure you reported as well on uh, Michael Edwards. I think he wanted a, a breakout, right? Do you think Bowley's happy with this current recruitment team or do you think we'll get someone to like, like the top of the top of the tree, sort of the, the cherry on top to sort of, you know, um, doing the negotiations and everything? Because currently Christopher Vivelle is doing it right with, with Wynn Stanley, but... I didn't think that was going to be his role. Um, I mean, the technical director is not a sporting director. So do you think a sporting director is something that we will pursue in the summer? Yeah, I, I think that would be something that Chelsea will look at for sure. Uh, obviously, Michael Edwards seems to be the the hot name, but yeah, he wants to take a break out of football. But maybe something could happen this summer for sure. Um, we will see. I feel like Chelsea will... They're, they're trying to get this January window out of the way first, see how it goes, and then they'll start planning for the summer and seeing what, what 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 needs to happen and where they can take the club next. Yeah, we've got a question here from It's Roy621. He said, um, Nathan, is there any goalkeepers Chelsea are looking slash monitoring and uh, obviously considering Kepper and Mendy could, could live? I haven't really heard anything of goalkeepers at the minute. Um, I think if it would be, we'll hear something more concrete probably after the January window, probably about April time, we'll start to hear some stronger links, I feel. Um, see, I haven't really heard anything on goalkeepers at the minute. Uh, but if I, if I do, obviously, I'll, I'll, I'll say something. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see in the summer. Yeah, I think the summer window is going to be, honestly, a massive one for us. It needs to be a massive January window, but I think the summer even more. We've got more time to plan. I think it will be the first, especially if Graham Potter like, survives this season, which I do expect he does in this like he gets like 15 for something. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, there's there's also a few questions on injuries. Do you have any injury updates on, on the likes of Chilwell, James? You know, how are they getting yeah. on? Do, do you speak to any people that, that, that would know? Um, yeah, the, the, feel, the feeling is um, Chilwell will be back this month. That was when he got, that was when he got injured at the time. They thought January was the date. Somewhere in January, he'd be back. Um I know he's in training now, isn't he? Um, Lofts his cheeks fit, so he should be, should maybe should be available for the weekend. I'm not sure, but I know he's fit now. Um, Wesley Pafana, I, I need to do some more, need to do some checks on that. Um, and for the, gee, I can't remember all the injuries. There's so many at the moment. Are you? I mean, we've got. <laughs> I mean, we we know Broyer's out long term. We've got Mendy's yeah. had an operation. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think mainly just just Rhys James and and Chilwell were were the main two that people asked. Yeah, yeah, Rhys James, he, he he's getting better, um, but still, still not there yet. But um, Loftus Cheek uh, seems to be the one that's pretty much there at the moment. Yeah, we've got another question here from Genius Lord One. He said, "Will Chelsea be extending Jorginho's contract?" Uh, I don't think so. That's my feeling, and that's what. Well, what I've been told is there's been no talks over a new contract. So, okay. and it's it's January at the moment, so it it doesn't look great on that on that side. But you never know. You never know. Maybe Chelsea look at it after in after the window. But also Thiago Silva's situation is quiet at the moment, so there's no news on that. So maybe Chelsea will look at look at them after the window. But the feeling is that Jorginho will leave on a free free transfer. I feel sorry for Thiago Silva, honestly. Like, I'd love him to stay, but yeah. just looking last night, looking at Koulibaly and uh, Chalaba next to him, I mean, he just looked 
Like, you know, he's man, he's like 38, 39. Yeah. He should be, he should be, you know, laying in the sun somewhere. He doesn't deserve <laughs> this mess. Like, yeah, I it, it does worry me that he could leave, especially because of what uh, Bella Silva's constantly tweeting out. Like, she doesn't seem happy at all. So, I mean, I, I can't yeah. imagine Silva's happy either, right? I mean, two no. they had such a close relationship. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that would definitely hurt Silva a lot when Tuchel left because they had such a close relationship. Um, even even Tuchel, even um, Thiago Silva's post on them on Instagram. Yeah, you know, he said, "I wish I could do more. I wish I could help more." But like, you just know how much they meant to him, um, and I think he's definitely been affected by that massively. Um, yeah, we will see though. But there's no news on a new contract or anything like that at the moment. Lots to do, lots to do. Um, just going through the last questions here. We have one from Marv Goat Hero. He says, please tell me Felix has a deal where we can sign him permanently after this. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's been reported that there was been, there's no buy or uh, no. an obligation option. But do you think, like, what, like what, what's your feeling on, I mean, I know it's very early. He's only played one game. And he got sent off. But, like, I mean, growing Potter, I mean, he was gassing him up a lot after the game. He looked absolutely brilliant before that red card. Do you think Chelsea have the money to 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 make this a permanent thing, or or is this just a, an expensive loan, no matter what? Interesting. Um, it's very hard to say at the minute, of course. But say if 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 he does well at um, Chelsea, then I feel like Chelsea will take a take a punt. Why not? Um, but it, you know, it obviously depends on on the factors of the performances. Um, if if the coach is at Atletico next season, there's many factors. It's a bit hard to say at the minute. Um, maybe something we can uh, be talked about more in May towards the end of the season. But yeah, too early for now to to kind of talk about that. Yeah, I mean we've got some um, some other comments here. I mean, I mean this guy clearly doesn't want growing Potter at Chelsea. Says. Looks like we have a very good connection with Mendes right now. Is there a chance for Mourinho 3.0? <laughs> no, that, that, that would be insane, wouldn't it? Um, when will Potter be sacked? I mean, we don't know that, bro. Um, talked about Enzo. He's had a lot of questions here. I mean, you mentioned... Uh, is it Quadio is it Kone? I always get his first name wrong, but you mentioned they like him. Yeah, um, they like him. Yeah. Are Chelsea still in for Liao? Or is that is he going to sign a new contract? I think a new contract is quite close, right? Yeah, it looks at, um, yeah, I was told nothing for this month over, you know, Chelsea going for him. And it looks like he's trying to extend it. AC Milan and the parties are trying to get a deal done. Um, but if not, it'd be probably be something to look keep an eye on in the summer. Um, but there's, there's going to be other clubs in for him if, if he doesn't sign a new deal. And with Chelsea looking not great in the league at the moment, I feel like it could be a bit difficult, but we'll see. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's going to wrap up the episode, guys. Um, thanks for listening. We had a lot of questions. Nathan was was really, really good as per. A lot of information. Um, yeah, we talked about behind the scenes. We talked about the manager situation, the ownership, the sporting director, and obviously the latest information on the transfers. I'm going to release this episode today. So, I mean, with how Chelsea are like, considering how quickly Felix moved after last game, don't be surprised if we sign someone by six o'clock. But... Um, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of need to right now. But uh, yeah, this is all the information as it stands of time of recording. So um, yeah, you guys know Nathan is always very accurate with his information. So Nathan, thanks for coming on. Anything you, you want to plug? Any pieces coming up that, that you might be doing? 
Uh, you know, I just want to say a massive thank you for having me on again. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I love coming on podcasts and hopefully I can come on in the future. Yeah, I love it. Well, we'll definitely get you back on, um, hopefully before the summer. Um, but yeah, um, really, really enjoyed this episode, guys. If you have also enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify. You guys have been really, really good in the last few episodes that I did, especially the the, the one with the Norwegian journalist over David Datro Fafana. That episode did really, really well. And um, looks like he's in the squad as well a little bit right now. We'll see what happens with him. But uh, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Five-star rating on Spotify will really, really help. And uh, yeah, apart from that, guys, we will see you in the next one.